We all like to be part of something bigger. You know, maybe we've got some good friends at school that we go round with. Uh, we went round to some friends for dinner last night. Maybe you've got someone that you run with. Many of us will have families that we're part of. These may be families that we're born into, or perhaps we've been adopted into a family and become part of the family that way. Now, here's how it happened for one girl who wasn't born into the family, but the people she was living with wanted to say, you are part of our family now. Let's just watch the screen. It's not for Grammy, but it's, yeah, it's another gift. Why don't you careful open it up. I want you to read it. I'm going to be adopted? We <laughs> love you so We'll always be with Today, we're continuing to look at what God has blessed us with. If we're Christians, from Ephesians chapter 1, if you want to look that up, it's on page 1173 of the church Bibles. If you're watching at home, I don't know what page it is, sorry, but it's near the end. All the ands are together, Romans, Galatians, they're all around that area, you'll find them. Okay, we've said already that we are chosen by God. And now look at verse 4, just the end of verse 4. In love. In love. Do you want to know what God, who created the universe, thinks about you? He loves you. What does God think about your friends? He loves them. Someone asked me a while ago why God made people, even though he knew that we were going to sin and that we were going to go our own way. Why would he do that? Because God loves people. Why did God keep rescuing the Israelites all through the Old Testament, through Joseph and Moses and David and Esther and Deborah, even though God's people messed up loads? Why did God do that? Because God loves people. Why did God send Jesus to live on earth and to die for us? Because God loves us. Why does God keep on forgiving me when I keep messing up? Because he loves me. Why does God keep on forgiving you? Why does he never leave you? Why does God never give up on you? Because he loves you. Now you might struggle to love yourself. That's okay. But God doesn't struggle to love you. 
All of God's action starts like in verse 4. In love. In the summer, do you know what? We might sleep under a sheet, mightn't we? You know, if it's quite a warm night. God's love all year round is more like a 15-tog, super, king-size duvet. God's love is more like a duvet than a sheet. I mean, it's more like a... It's more like a four-season sleeping bag. One of those ones that you pull tight around your neck. You know the ones? But it's, got, it's actually got room to move at the bottom as well, so you can move your feet, so that's good. Yeah, if you ever forget... You know, keep trying to remember this, that God loves you. Now, I think I am pretty good at catching. Okay, I'm not perfect. I would just like to say that before we start. I think I'm pretty good. Uh, There were a couple of times... Oops, sorry, I've just uh, ruined your... uh... Sorry, we're still adopted on this side. Excellent, there we go. I'm not a perfect catcher, I have to say. I do play cricket. There was once that a ball came at me very fast, straight at me. It came at about this level, and it bounced off me and fell to the ground. It really hurt, I have to say. There was another time that I reached up for a ball that was going quite quickly and dislocated my finger. The uh, umpire said, Dave, what's that? I looked over and he went, and put it back in. Ow, that hurt. But generally, I I think I'm a pretty good catcher. To prove it, I've given some people some jelly babies. When you're ready, uh, somebody can throw me a jelly baby. (laughs) I've got to say, the lights are making it really tricky. Sorry, I gave somebody one at home as well after three. One, two, three. Thank you very much. Good throw, good throw. Anyone got one that they haven't eaten yet? No, so uh, that was two. Uh, I'll keep working on the catching. But I wonder if sometimes we think God might be a bit like that with our adoption. That, um, you know, sometimes he catches, sometimes he misses. But if you're a Christian, God has chosen you to be adopted as his child through Jesus. Look at what it says in verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Now if you're stuck on the word predestined, then uh, come and see me at the end and I'll explain how I think that works. I think it does make sense, so if you're not sure, come and talk to me. Now, if you're not a Christian here today, can I just say that this verse doesn't apply to you? Sorry. I can be totally sure that you are so, so loved by God if you're not a Christian here today. But these blessings, it says, are found in Christ 
Look at verse 3. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That means as a Christian. So I'd suggest this. If you're not a Christian at the moment, ask God to forgive the things you've done wrong because Jesus has died on the cross for you. Ask Jesus into your life to live in you. Commit to follow him as your king for the rest of your life. And then John writes in John chapter 1, to those who received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So if you receive Jesus, if you believe in him, then instantly these blessings become true of you. So who here has been a Christian for longer than 50 years? Who here has been a Christian for longer than 50 years? Great work. So if you think that you can't keep going as a Christian, talk to one of these people. Who here has been a Christian less than 50 years, but more than 30 years? Yeah, I'd like to think that I'm under 30 still, but no. Okay, that's, that's a lot of people as well. And thank you, I see your hand at home. What about um, more than, well, less than 30 years, but more than 10 years? Who's been a Christian for that length of time? Okay, great, hands down. Who has been a Christian less than 10 years, but more than five years? Great. That's lots of our children fall into that category. Brilliant. Who has been a Christian less than five years, but more than one year? Great. Good job. Who has been a Christian less than one year? Wow, Ellen, great, amazing. I do wonder, though, if that shows that we as a congregation need to be even better at telling people about Jesus. If you're a Christian right now, even if you've only been a Christ, become a Christian in the last year, these promises are true for you. You are adopted as God's child. And you know what? God never drops a catch. God, if he says you're adopted, you are adopted. God doesn't drop them. He catches every single one of them. We don't need to worry that we might not have been caught. We, might, we don't need to worry that we might only discover at the end of our lives that we weren't caught in the first place God catches us. As a Christian, we're part of God's family. We don't need to tiptoe around. We don't need to hope that God doesn't get tired of us or catch us doing something bad. Then he writes us out of the wheel. Don't want that one in my family. We don't need to worry about that. As Sister Sledge sang, we are, we are family. I mean, Sister Sledge should be better known than that, I have to say. You know, some of us will have had families that aren't great. But that isn't God's family. God is the perfect daddy. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, says this about God. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. What a gorgeous promise that is. 
God carries you close to his heart. You are in his family. You've been adopted. You don't need to work hard. You're adopted. That privilege comes through Jesus' work, not through your work. Jesus died to make you and me his children. We're adopted. That's not through coming to church. Though that's a good thing. It's not through giving to Christ Church's mission like we talked about last week, although that's a good thing. It's not through serving on a children's team, though that's a good thing. It's not even through praying, though that's a good thing. We're adopted through Jesus' death for us. And that should lead us to such joy that it makes us sing, that it makes us cheer, even cry sometimes like the girl did at the start of the um, talk today. If you're a Christian, you are adopted into God's family. You are home. You are home for good. Please take a seat. So God has adopted us as his children. And why has God done this? So that we bring him praise. Why do we live good lives? Why do we flee from evil? Why do we serve? Why do we give? Why do we worship? Why do we come to church? Why do we tell others about Jesus? Why do we keep following Jesus even when life is rubbish, when it hurts and we're suffering? Look at what it says in verse 6. I'll start from verse 4 again. He, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. We have the privilege of being his adopted children. We also have a God-given responsibility to live in such a way as to give him praise. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. We're dearly loved children, so we follow God's example. We look like Jesus. Then people look at our lives, they hear our words, they could even read our minds and say, the God these Christians serve is so loving and gracious. God is good. That's what we do when we meet together. We worship to the praise of God's glorious grace. And when we go home or we go to school, when we play football, when we go to our dance class, we live to the praise of God's glorious grace. How could you give God praise today or this week? And let's meet back next Sunday, same time, same place, to the praise of God's glorious grace. So friends, let's remember this week that in love, God has adopted us as his children so that we bring him praise.